live and feeling bad for Michael Bradley for first seeing his dad go and now his brother. Ooh. Folk a Minority Podcast. That's sad. At least he still has his uncle for support. Uh, yeah, it was such a big, happy family. And, you know, he just goes away to, to Wales for a while and comes back and, and, and everyone's gone. Just hmm. Or down a coal mine. Yes. Mm. Hello. 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 Good boy. Hello. No, anyone? Anyone? No? Hello? Hello? No, no and just, there's just no one. So, Not even Shirley Bassey. No, no. Mind you, at this rate, does Michael Bradley now the director of player engagement? Because, hello? Hi. <laughs> Coal mine? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. He would be. Oh, he's probably. Oh, good point. He's probably next. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Something. All right. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Woke Minority Podcast, the podcast that would be upset if we got traded here too, but we started here, so uh, we're stuck with it. Duckers, mm. we're lifers. Uh, we're, we're the job. <laughs> Sorry, of podcasts. <laughs> Take it as you will, everyone. Wait, we're not getting paid like a DP though. What's going on? No, 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 no. Definitely. On um, this week's show, we look back at not one but two disappointing matches from the weekend. Discuss the XNT's World Cup squad. Welcome some new players to Toronto. Yes, I said players plural. Say farewell to a legend and more. Now, this week's panel. Lover of water slides. Welcome to Duncan Fletcher. We conquer Europe avec les water slides. Ah, oh, c'est parfait. Uh, the team likes him. They really like him. It's Mark Hinckley. Yeah, I feel special. At least that's what I'm telling myself. I mean, I got a big thing, you know, framed thing to, to show. Yeah. That. Yeah. You could do your affirmations into that. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, you're good enough and you're smart enough and people like you. Oh, yeah. I, I, I feel it was super kind. Um, <laughs> uh, the, 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 the club gifted me a frame of a kit with a couple pictures in it and a little plaque on the bottom. And I think that when I, when I get it hanged onto a wall, hung onto a wall, um, the one thing I'll be able to say is that I will have, there's three photos, one with me, with Jonathan Sorio, one of my, the back of Michael Bradley's shirt. And the other one is a bunch of players jumping up, but you can clearly see Mike Newell in the corner. So Mike Newell will be hanging on my wall. That's the big, very big frame for a very small picture of Mike, but Ooh. deservedly so. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, and you've never headbutted Mike Newell, so that's okay. Not, not even one. I've never even thought of head. Why would I headbutt such a gentleman? Exactly. So anyway. Uh, upset about the penalties. It's just, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's ingrained. Uh, Tony can't be with us today. Mm. As for me, I'm getting excited for the Women's World Cup. A week away, you guys. One oh, week. Here. One week. It's here. It is. It's exciting. Did I? <laughs> uh, oh, I wonder if Ryan Nelson's going to be there. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> Selling wine? I am your... I, wonder if, yes. I, wonder if they, I wonder if they call it the Sheila's World Cup down in Australia. Hmm. I think they would. I don't want to find I, out. 
just for I my will own ask uh, someone from the Matilda supporters group. So, mm. all right. I am your host, Kristen Knowles, and now to our show. All right. Well, first up is what's been happening. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that was a that was a tough weekend if you're uh, a Toronto-based soccer fan and uh, support the national team. Oh boy. So. The TFC versus St. Louis. We're going to do that one first. Get that out of the way. Um, one nil loss to mm-hmm. one of the best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. And as I put in the show notes, that one hurt because in that match, this was they had been playing quite well. The first half, other than the fact that they can't finish, was tidy. Was was cohesive. Um, they looked lively and like they knew who the other players on the pitch were with them. Um, Question, Kristen. Um, is is finishing uh, an important part of the game? Well, yes. Mm, okay. But okay. at least there were shots on goal, which in many matches this season, there had not been. <laughs> that is nice, So yes. the fact that they were actually on goal, I, I will say also St. Louis's keeper was playing quite well. Um when he had to. Um, Tomas Romero, who uh, stepped in uh, as keeper because he was no longer at the Gold Cup, uh, honestly kept Toronto in the match uh, a few times. And one of the things that uh, I said to Mark at the game was how much I liked the way he was communicating with the defense. Like you could see him like talking to them and organizing things. It was very, it was, it was very apparent. There was very little, very little confusion between them, at least through most of the match. Um, and CJ Sapong, who again, still can't score goals, but ran his ass off in that game and did so many good things, set up so many people. <laughs> like, I, I felt bad for him because I I don't recall seeing CJ Sapong work that hard. I don't know if it's that he's trying to play to stay past the season. He's, that's probably not going to happen or because whatever, he had the captain's armband or he was trying to prove a point. I have no idea. But that is the most involved and consistent I think we've seen him since maybe his first couple of matches. Um, I don't know, Marcus, Duncan, thoughts? Didn't watch the game, but it makes sense that he'd want to impress Terry Dunfield. Well, who wouldn't? Have you seen so. that cardigan he wears? Come on. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, it's, that's an awkward cardigan. It really it is. Really is. <laughs> it doesn't fit him properly. Um, yeah, I, I, I uh, this was this was a strange game because at no point did really St. Louis look like they deserved to win this game like it wasn't like they won the game they obviously scored more goals than we did but it wasn't like through sheer domination nothing on that nothing on that pitch from st louis indicated that they were first place anything (laughs) to be perfectly fair toronto didn't really look like they were really trying to get out of last yeah they didn't yeah there was no i mean there was urgency but it wasn't like okay this is Toronto had the game and they blew it. No, that wasn't it either. They they were they were definitely working together a lot better. Um, uh, like as you said, Sapong um, was everywhere. I I really hope he he can he can score a goal. That would be nice soon. 
Um, maybe on Saturday. Maybe. You know what? Dreams do come true. Um, I, I, I felt like uh, Romero also was delightful. I, fe- I, I felt I felt um, I was a lot more comforted with him in net than Ranjan Singh. Um, yes. I, 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 think, I think it was just just that command. I don't I don't know if Ranjit Singh really exhibited that that trait of dictatorship that that a goalie kind of needs to do sometimes to his defense. You need to be able to make that happen and and you know tell them exactly where the fuck to stand because he can see the he can see the holes and the gaps better than the defenders themselves quite often. Um but yeah, I kind of I kind of felt like it was uh I think Toronto deserved a tie. Uh, yeah. No, I think they I I fully believe they deserved a point out of that game. Like Yeah. They weren't playing like you said they weren't playing with like like the intensity. They weren't it wasn't like that DCU match that we went that we saw where it was like, "Oh, is this the turnaround?" you know, when they won and and Signe was happy and the goals and the assists and all the nice things. Like that was a fun fun game. It wasn't that. Mm. But it was, like I said, it was strangely competent. I, don't, I say strangely only because it's been Toronto this season. But yeah, that was a game in which, yeah, they fully deserved that point. Like that 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 last minute goal, they're always depressing. It wasn't last minute, but stupid Azriel, um, yeah. who was St. Louis's best player on the night. Um, consistently a problem always getting into dangerous places, even when he was being marked, like he was just, I know he's a kid, he's got energy to spare, but Jesus Lord, he was everywhere. It was so annoying. Um, I was so happy when he got subbed off. <laughs> I was like, yes, get off the pitch, you pest. Um, but yeah, if there was a recent game, especially that I really thought, yeah, a, a point was coming from that. Um, again, Shout out to, I know he's not going to, this job isn't his to keep and he won't have it after whatever. I don't know what they're doing with the coaching, but I will give Dunfield credit for just being like, kids, off you go. Go, go, go play. Go, go. You know, he just throws them out onto the pitch and trusts that they're going to do something. And for the most part, they, none of them have really looked terrible, especially considering their circumstances, you know? True. I, I I feel like I feel like it's a bit it's a bit misleading that he just decided, hey kids, between the Canadian players being off serving their country, I don't know why I chose those words, uh, playing for Canada and the Italians off serving themselves <laughs> between the yeah. headbutt and and whatever injury or reason. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Insigne was was absent. I can't remember. Um, it, it was kind of he, this is this is the hand he was dealt. To be perfectly fair, though, he played it pretty damn good. You know, for 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 a mitt full of cards that weren't that good, he could have and should have been exploited a lot more than he was. So full marks to 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 Dunfield for for making it look as good as it did. Yeah. Um, that being said, like I hate I hate the idea that this is the not the dream, but the hopes that the kids are gonna get out there and get meaningful minutes and get better, which they will and they should. But this is 
not something I need to get used to because players are coming back and yeah. those guys are going to be back on the substitutes bench or they'll be back looking at the TFC two bus wondering what random city am I going to be in this weekend? And that's fine, but that's also not as promising because I just fear it's going to go back to the same old hands in the air, head dropping really low early in the match when it's still, holy shit, there's still 75 minutes, guys. What's wrong with you? So I don't know. I I, I really liked what I saw out there. I had a lot of hope, but this is an anomaly and it's not the fault of the kids. Is Nick not? No. Is it? <laughs> it isn't. It is not. <laughs> I do think... Um... I think I think with that one match that Romero um, cemented himself as as you know the backup keeper now. Um, sorry, Ranjit saying, but he looked just worlds better in that one match against again a pretty decent team. So um, and and that's just you know that's just what happens. Uh, and and I don't feel bad about that. My dad actually, um, who always finds it bizarre that so much money gets spent on goalkeepers but that's just my my dad has very specific soccer views um but he was he texted me he's like you know tomas was good enough tonight that uh i think they should you know trade sean johnson get back some of his money and spend that on something else like a striker because he thinks from my dad's mind after that one match romero is good enough to like start for them going forward i'm not saying he's wrong in that he's got the talent but like i really like sean johnson but i see what my dad's saying like it was like it was like i was like oh that's interesting by the way my dad does not play football manager or anything like that so but it was an intrigue it was an intriguing idea I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to like, be able to get something back, you've got to give something up. So I guess if you're yeah. like looking for a trade, you know, no one's going to be trading a a good striker for Thomas Romero probably, whereas uh, for Johnson maybe. And yeah, it's probably more about freeing up salary that you can spend somewhere else rather than specifically a trade. But um, I, I I see where he's coming from. I'm still can say no to that i i feel mm-hmm. like you know it's small sample size and uh yep. johnson's been good and uh goalkeeping's important indeed I'm, I'm especially with, for a uh, team like toronto yeah I'm, I'm good with having a uh a decent keeper for when you know the rest of the team figured itself out somehow magically um it, it's good so it's important to have a good goalie back there so didn't know and, you know you wanna you wanna turn you want someone to play in the Voyagers Cup next season too, right? So <laughs> True. Yes. Yes. True. Yeah, I I'm not I'm not uh <clears throat> I'm not as far as going to to uh say that Sean Johnson's job is in anywhere near jeopardy, but I, I feel like he's a solid we have a solid definitive backup. I'm not scared. Yeah. No, exactly. Like when I only look at last season and probably the season before that, when Bono was getting picked confusingly to me, 
all over, every game over Q. Yeah, over I Q. Know. I did not understand it. Same. And while he had good games, he more often and more often than not didn't have good games. Um, and Q, who was par, I would probably say parallel. Like they were, they were, they were equal skill set. But I still would have picked. Yeah. Q skill set over Bono's way the fuck off his motherfucking line. Well, and which one of them's playing now? True. You know, uh, has Bono played really at all this season? And Westberg has played not all the time, but I he's think had a few uh, he's had a few. He's, he's had a few appearances. He's, he's had a few appearances and done decently for them anyway. Like I, I hate the team he's playing for, but um, I. Uh, I think it. Uh, anyways, I just th- I find it notable when things like that. But I also find right. it very interesting that when players leave Toronto, they almost all flourish. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think you'd have to have a crystal ball to speculate about Alex Bono. Um, but anyway, enough about kicking somebody when they're down. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> our, our, like our having having a a beekeeper. Not B E E, just the letter single B. Ooh. Having a backup keeper should probably choose better words. Like we're this this is this is this is the one two we've kind of always wanted because usually what happens we get a we get a number one and then they get hurt and the number two becomes the number one and the number one buggers off to continue the trajectory of their career that they probably should have had and then it's rinse repeat. It's kind of stopped since Bono got. Uh, got the nod that one game and then never seemingly lost the job after that different time. We're all much younger. Uh, here we are. If I I'm okay with Romero being the backup, as long as Romero's the backup, because Sean Johnson is that good. Yeah. Um, I yeah. am still just stuck on this whole beekeeper thing. Cause I, I think that could be a, a great sort of kit and everything. Just like you mentioned, right? Yeah. This guy comes out and he's got the full on sort of the the, the funny hat with the, uh, the the screen and everything. I yeah, let's have a goalie playing like that. I you just like to wish design for, kits make, design just, a beekeeper kit for a goalie. I, make it gray if you want. That's fine. I, I just yeah. wish Romero's first name began like he was Brian Romero. My dad then, and my stepmom are calling him Caesar Romero, which actually delights me. Mm. <laughs> It took. It was confused at first because my dad's like, "Oh yeah, we think Caesar's been great the first half," and I was like, "The fuck is Caesar?" It doesn't help that we Are already have a stroke? keeper named Caesar. Exactly. I was like, "What is wrong?" I was about to text my stepmother, like, "Is he okay? What's going on?" He's got dementia we suddenly. Are, what this happened? Not back. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Caesar I was like, "What nice. game are you watching? What is going on?" Caesar's been really good. Where's the Clamato? What? Okay, now this is really going a couple steps too far. <laughs> but then I realized. But then I realized. So Google is like George Romero and uh, you know, just let, let's let's get a whole bunch of sort of zombies and what have you out there to protect well, uh, previous uh, keepers could have been uh, George Romero because sometimes it was a nightmare. So he <laughs> yes. uh, a um, all right, before we move on from this match, I just wanted to uh, shout out to the traveling fans. Holy crap, there were so many. There were so many. I, like, I'm still, fl- I, like, well done, you lot. I, 
like seriously i still can't get over how many st louis fans were at this match can you imagine coming up to toronto thinking you're just going to steamroller yeah just absolutely almost and almost not yeah almost not but then also know that that when they go to a restaurant in downtown toronto it's not that expensive for them because the american dollar is so much better Or concessions seem reasonable to them because $22 Canadian, that's like eight bucks American. It's not, by the way, it's just not. But and and then being and then knowing they could just go down the street and catch Beyonce would like just feels you're in the right place, right time. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was that was an impressive away support. Like it wasn't just two families. Like it was, I don't know, fifty. Does fifty seem reasonable? Yeah, I'd I'd say I'd say fifty is is a is a decent uh, estimation of the of the of the crowd of the fans, the traveling fans. Like it was great. And also shout out to the 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 guy with the 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 Saint Luligans uh, supporter group kit. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. The yeah, Saint that, Luligans. That's that's uh, that's OG. That's, That's, yeah, that they are the OGs. That was, that was great, though. And and in case uh, anyone's not sure, that's a tw- that's a twelve hour drive. That's not yeah. like that's not Columbus, which isn't close either. But it's two Columbuses, two and a bit Columbuses. That's a long way for people to go just to see that game, which wasn't that good for either side. So just. Yeah, you know, there's a novel to it, to it. You know, they're still a new team. There's still that, like, first year. It's like, ooh, all right, where can we, uh, like, travel to now? It's all these new cities opened up. Of, right, our football team plays here now. Right, let's go here. So I, I, the, I, uh, the enthusiasm. But so, I feel yeah. every expansion team that, that enters the league, whenever they first get to Toronto, there's always, hey, look, there's, like, 40 people here. Hmm. Or 30 people here. We're all wearing... All wearing Nashville kits for some reason. All like, but now it's and then after that first season, it's like, oh yeah, we don't have to go back there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except was it was it Dallas for like there was a couple years where it just seemed like Dallas fans. Yeah, I wonder if there was Toronto. just there was yeah. just like maybe there was just like a really easy flight between <laughs> Dallas and Toronto. Like I don't know because I thought um, oh novelty, you know, because we were still new in the league. Hey. Dallas is in town. Oh, look, a bunch of Dallas supporters. Okay, look, that that's awesome. That's a long way to go. And then it happened for again and again for like the next six or seven years. It wasn't even yeah. like, like yeah, it I was don't weird. know. Maybe there's just a support a Dallas supporters group somewhere in like Erie, Pennsylvania, and they just don't tell anybody <laughs> we got from Dallas and just come up. Mm. Anyway, that makes as much sense as anything. Yeah. Prove me wrong. Otherwise, just anyway, fun times. So moving on from that uh, to something equally eh, more frustrating, which was the uh, quarterfinal match between the men's national team and the Americans uh, gold cup match on Sunday. Fucking hell. That one. How was I? Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of just right there. And then just, no. 
you let it go maybe and like the worst kind of own goal too like a ricochet own goal where like like he what was it yeah <sighs> i saw the highlights i did not want to watch it mind you i was i was watching another game um i was watching forge play york and oh, that was that was oh you got to see a team win this weekend how did, oh, how did for that you. one go mac how did that one oh, go it was it was it was fine Okay. You like if you like one of Kristen's teams beating one of other Kristen's teams, <laughs> yeah, four nil Forge. But um, oh, was it four nil? Oh, I thought it was two nil. Four nil. Wow. It, it probably could have been more. Um, you can't spell Forge without four, Kristen. Hell yeah. No, it's just yes. logic. You're right. Thank you, Duncan. Yes. Mm. Uh, that being mm. said, uh, mm. uh, once because I was just watching on Fault Mob, just checking the score every once in a while, and I thought maybe I should start watching, and then I realized. You know what? I expected Canada to get absolutely blasted out of this match. I'm going to do everybody a favor and not tune in. And that proved to be the right answer because I got to penalties. Spoiler. I got mm-hmm. to penalties. But uh, yeah, I, I did watch the, the the replay and that own goal sucks so bad. Yeah, I, I I felt I felt bad for everybody involved, and there's nothing they could have done about it. Not a damn thing. Yep, I mean Saint Clair was kind of like towards the end there, like little bit standing on his head, made a whole bunch of good saves, made another yeah. one right there, right. And you know, you can't blame Kennedy for what happened. So that's very unfortunate no. for him. But it's just like, hmm, yeah, Saint Clair giveth. And, Kennedy taken away. Uh, it's all about subway stations somehow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it was a very unfortunate uh, end uh, to that game. And yeah, you know, it did, did actually played like quite well. I, I guess the B team is better at being, you know, sort of defensive, mm-hmm. counter attacky thing rather than B team trying to be the like overwhelm a mediocre opponent. They probably can't do that well, but they can still do the uh, defend against a better opponent yeah. quite, uh, quite well. But yeah, there was uh, a lot to like about uh, about that game. It really was. I yeah. I feel unfortunate that it took three matches, and whether it was that more their life was on the line in this match, or just you know a bit of familiarity finally filtering through after you know playing a couple other games. Um, you know, uh, not to give too much. I don't like to let them lean on too many excuses, but it did sound like they had a very short camp leading into the Gold Cup, um, which is tough when you play all over the world, right? Um, but it's sort of, and I, I asked this on the V's Twitter, um, if their performance in that game gave you a bit of hope looking forward um, for what the men's team does over the next year or so in whatever tournaments they're playing in or um, just to see, you know, like the progression through the group stage, you know, where it was kind of like, uh, uh, and then to see like a much more, a much more competent, um, uh, you know, as you said, Duncan, defensively solid, like put together effort where they did look, they looked pretty good at uh, parts of that, but, and also, um, you know, having St. Clair 
is St. Clair now the heir apparent to Borean? Uh, does that still belong to to Max Crepo um, if he can get healthy? Like, I don't know. Did you do you feel like a little bit more positive about them now? In some respects, but I mean, you talk about so is um, St. Clair now the the, uh, the the guy ahead of uh, to I feel like so many people on Twitter were just like, ah, okay, yeah, Crepo, uh, yeah, St. Clair, that's fine. Boyan can retire now. It's all good. Uh, so many people were just like, oh, yeah, if you had St. Clair, just and just completely ready to give up on uh, on uh, Milan Boyan already. It's just like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Oh, fans um, are fickle, right? Well, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, yeah, whether I'd put him ahead of Crepo as the uh, the main guy going forward, I don't know. It's difficult to, to say, really, but it's, you know, and I feel like I would have been fairly confident with both of them either way, but this was a... Uh, a good oh, yeah, right. He did a good job. This is fine. Yeah, I, I feel like uh I feel like that last performance I think it was a bit of a it was a combination of them maybe kind of hitting a bit of a stride with the United States maybe overestimating how easy the match might have been. Um because I mean they weren't exactly Killing it through their group. I mean, they did okay in their groups, but their their group was arguably soft. I think we talked about that um, last episode. But uh, <laughs> a I, I, little bit. I, yeah, I feel like I feel like it was just a one team was kind of on an upward trajectory, and another one's overestimating how bad Canada was going to be, and mm-hmm. it ended up in the match that we that we kind of got. Um, yeah, I mean, to be uh, fair, I mean, you know, they only drew against Jamaica. They did a much better job than Canada of crushing the minnows, but, you know, they had a, a game against Jamaica and only sort of, like, drew that one. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it may well be that they were thinking, yeah, this is fine. So Canada's B team yeah. are clearly not very good, which, looking by the group stage, well, no, no, we're not. Um, but, yeah. Um, have, we, have we, sorry, did I blink out at the part where we, Absolutely fucking gushed over Schaffelberg's goal. No, we haven't got that. Oh, yet. we haven't done that yeah. yet. No. Oh, yeah. Okay, just, <laughs> you I may just lead, make sure. you may lead just, the charge. Go right ahead. I just holy shit. Watching him dance around a bunch of people and then just slot it by. Like for a guy who just scored his first Canada goal, he did not look like he just scored his first Canada goal. He actually looked like he scored his hat trick to that. Like that kind of like. Hey, I can do this any night. Like he, the body language on him was just like, yeah, I guess I can do this. Um, and then watching him do that was spectacular. And what I find funny is that I never can, I know Canada, Canadian players can be solo effort types of players, but that's not usually what happens with Canadian players. Yep. And seeing him basically do, he scored a goal that I would have expected anyone who's got a version of David or Davies in his name to have fucking done. <laughs> and and mm. he or 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 Kyle, however you want to spell it. He just kind of just I don't it was like there were pylons. I they moved a little bit, but he just found the seam where they were just giving up and thought, oh, the other guy will get out. And he didn't, and he just popped it in. And my God, what a what a goal. I can only imagine what he would have looked like in Toronto colors. Um, 
Man, if only. I, well, really nice. Mm. When have we ever had a player like that? Come on, Mark. Fucking nice. Yeah. I'm so happy for him. I really am. Um, uh, I, he he deserved he deserved that. Uh, yeah, that that that's that was that was. It's too bad they didn't win because that would have been a highlight real goal. Oh, seriously, that would have just Forever. been played. We we would have talked about that goal for years to come. I mean, the only thing that would have been missing the shuffleboard goal. Yeah. The only thing that would have been missing from him scoring that goal would have been a pile of snow and at a (laughs) Honestly, it's the same level of like, holy shit, did that just happen? And like, it just needs something absurd in the background. Yeah. It it was, it was a shame that such a beautiful solo effort in such a critical clutch fucking time. Yeah. Was just dwarfed and shadowed by a really fucked up own goal and a penalty shootout that just wasn't meant to be oh that was like okay victoria man man why do the same it's still a penalty shootout it's still a penalty shootout they all suck they all suck they all suck and you know why even when they win it still sucks. Yeah, it I just want sucks. everyone to know that. Just I'm not it saying this because they lost. I'm saying it because penalty shootouts suck ass. And I felt so bad for Brim that, like, in all, oh, that bounce off the post. It didn't. Yeah. I know. It wasn't like just about him, really. I mean, you know, that oh, was like no, the, no, the not at all. Have you, but it was, you know, sort of Victoria and then uh, sort of Fraser as well. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, Someone else got stopped. Yeah. Come on, yeah. and uh, it was was fucking fantastic. His penalty that was uh, great. That was great. Jason Russell, Rowe. Russell Rowe, yeah, super. Like, like just calm as you like. And, and what just, a nice match from him too, yeah. by the way. But yeah, the other three penalties, yeah, not great. No, but, uh, yeah, and no. you would know, Sinclair almost saved like like a couple of them. I know. But, uh, yeah, fingertips, and it's like, Saint Clair though, and just. For just before the the penalty shootout, that uh, thing that like the the Miazga sort of like fouled him, and just, that is just such like bullshit, really. And it got a yellow card. I feel like it should be more than that, but yeah, I can't help thinking that that entire thing was sort of very very deliberate. Because if it wasn't deliberate, that was a really fucking shitty free kick. Seriously, but, right? You know, if you look at it as deliberate things, like, hey, yeah, we're just going to put it up here. It's one that's really easy for the goalie to get. The goalie will jump up and get it. And then this guy's just going to go in there and fucking take him out, get a yellow card. Ha-ha! That guy's now a little bit hurt for the penalty shootout. Yeah. And oh, I 100% believe that's what it's, happened. It, it, um, yeah, it, it's... Oh, Miazga's a douchebag. Like, he's, 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 in, he's in the Clint Dempsey school of play. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Miazga was definitely trying to do that, but I feel like that was like the, whoever was taking the free kick as well was very much on that. It's like, all right, yeah, we're not actually going to like try and do something that's going to score here. Let's just put it up there, force the goalie to jump so that like somebody can just fucking take him out and yeah. hurt him before the penalty shootout. And it's just like, yeah, fuck you guys, fuck you guys. That whole yeah. thing. Mm. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah. So, well, we, we, you know, they, they, they go forward into, uh, the next three years, there'll be other tournaments to play in. And I do like that. While I wish there'd been a more competitive squad, um, at the gold cup for Canada, 
especially after Nations League. Um, I do like how some of the young players did acquit themselves. And it does give me a little more hope looking forward three years from now in terms of what those players are going to grow into. Um, so I think that that is a good opera, you know, that's, that's a positive to take away that while the drop off is there for sure, um, there is time for these, some of these kids to really skill up over the next couple of years. And I think there's potential there. So that is, that is a positive thing. I will take that. Hmm. Yeah, the the first the group stage was uh, underwhelming, but uh, yeah, that that last game was a uh, a positive way to end things. Really, not just with the result, but just the overall performance. And ah, okay, exactly. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just before we before we leave this section, can we just uh, all 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 applaud Panama? Ah, delightful. Delightful, delightful. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in case you missed it, Panama beat the U.S. <laughs> uh, in you know one of those controversial games, penalties again. Hilarious. It's controversial because it went to penalties. Yep. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there, there was. Oh yes. Oh, that's tough. Oh. I know it's terrible. There's apparently there was terrible. Apparently they got they got they got they 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 got bad refereeing. I don't know. What? Um, oh no. I know. But they deserve so much better. They really oh. do. They I feel bad really. For those guys. I do so much. Mm. So yeah, uh, Panama Mexico in the final. Ooh. Who do we? Who do we think? Uh, who are we? Who are we thinking? No oh, Mexico, probably. The losers will that? be U.S. Soccer Federation because they <laughs> couldn't fucking sell it out. Well, if you're interested in watching the final, it's on Sunday. Um, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Not even. Yeah, no, me either. But for those that might be, I don't know. We'll 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 try to maybe mention who won next week. But then again, maybe not. Yeah, we'll put a tweet out, misspell some names, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, basically the states, I guess, you know, say crushed a couple of minnows, but then couldn't beat Jamaica, couldn't really beat Canada, couldn't beat Panama. But, mm, okay. Yeah. Doesn't look like their B teams up to much either. Nope. All right. Well, let's uh let's let's move into the what we're talking about thing. And we are gonna lead off with um some Women's World Cup information. We're going to do our preview next week um, before uh, the tournament kicks off, but the squad has been announced. So let's talk about this year's squad and a couple surprises. Uh, more in terms of a couple players had to miss out from injuries, but there's been a couple, there's a couple players that were at camp that would probably you think would make it, but a different player was chosen. Um, the one I actually don't know much about, probably the one that most people are talking about is uh, Olivia Smith over um, uh, Clarissa uh, Larisse, um as midfielder replacement, basically, for the still not fully recovered Desiree Scott. Um, and this was probably, well, not probably, I doubt we see... Not that she won't suit up for Canada again, but this is her last World Cup because she's just, well, she's old. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably, probably since his last one too, but I think this was probably the, the Destroyer's last uh, last World Cup. She's 35 now, right? So yeah, not, and, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, yeah. It's 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 too bad. So, uh, but I I have to say. For a couple of these decisions, and and Scott's especially, I because I don't know how her her rehab had been going. Because it looked like maybe she'd been playing. I thought maybe she was back playing in the Indivisible, but I guess not. Um, that Priestman, well, one doesn't have quite as much of a roster flexibility because FIFA still only allows twenty three as opposed to twenty six versus the two tournaments. Um, but didn't go with an entirely sentimental choice in hopes that she would be okay to play in a match kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think that that's probably for the best, really. Let's yeah. pick, you know, let's, sentiment is nice, um, but, you know, it's probably, let's uh, pick a squad with like someone who is like fully fit. It's, you know, very unfortunate that, uh, of, Desiree Scott isn't, but yeah. Yeah. Oh no, it is. A but... useful squad rather than a. Uh, oh well, you you you've done well for us over the years, so you can come along for the Here's trip. Here's your reward. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, um, you know, like give her give her a, some kind of Donny henry esque sort of role. assistant coach type informal assistant coach role, something that enables her to go along. Sure, wouldn't be against that at all. But the squad itself, mm, yeah, no. let's keep that for people who can. Uh, uh, properly contribute who are fully fit to, to do that. Yeah. So this this like I said, the big surprise is this 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 kid. She is she's I think she's the youngest she's the youngest player on the squad. She's eighteen. Olivia Smith. Um, two caps for Canada so far, but again, she's only eighteen. Uh, she plays at Penn State, who has um, played for played for Priestman and played within this program for a few years now. Um, so she knows her. That's good. But I guess she was. Like she was a late joining member to the camp and cause you know, they had the camp roster and then they had to narrow it down to the official roster. And I guess she just played lights out during the camp and they were so impressed. They're like, we have to bring, we have to put her on the official squad. Um, where Clarissa Larissa, I guess, who was sort of felt like to be a bit of a lock didn't impress as much during camp. She's had a good club season, but you know, you hear it all the time. You hear it from, from managers and stuff. You have to, Wait, do you see them in, you know, if you see that, if you saw what they do in training, you would understand kind of thing. And I guess that's, this is one of those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really, like, she's really the only one where I'm like, hmm, how strange. Like, I don't look at this squad and think that Priestman's lost her mind. I see some really good youth. I'm delighted that uh, Gabby Carl um, gets to step in uh for the defense uh, because Jade Rose was forced to withdraw due to late injury. Um, Evelyn Viennes, who, because Canada desperately needs goal scorers and she has had such a good season uh, for her club. Like that's just quite frankly, tremendous. I'm delighted to see her there. Um, And then who was the other one? Uh, Jade Revere. Is it, is it Jade or Deanne Rose? Deanne Rose, who, well, Jade Revere, who's just come back from injury as well, but Jade Rose, who honestly, that was a little bit of maybe of a surprise because she 
had only just come back with Reading. Like she only had, she, she played what, like a match, a match and a half maybe towards the end of the season coming back from her, from her injury. But again, had looked by all accounts, super strong in training um, and acquitted herself nicely when she did return um, to playing. So, and she's been important for Canada up front. Um, so having her back, having Nichelle Prince back, who was out due to injury, like Canada suffered a ton of injuries this year and to have almost everybody back and from the looks of it in good form, that's a huge thing. Like that's massive. Um, but the one, the one player everyone talks about Cincy, of course, and I, I love Cincy. She's going to play. She shouldn't start the whole time. Probably. I like that. She's being considered more of a midfielder than a forward now. Um, but the player I'm looking forward to seeing up front is Jordan Heidema, who we've talked about a lot mm-hmm. on this show <laughs> and the, what happened to Jordan Heidema, you know, thing she went to, she went to England for three years and didn't play is what happened. Um, since she's moved to the NWSL, different player. And scoring goals and involved in the attack and looking like the player that we all thought she was a few years ago. And we've often been frustrated with her play for Canada, looking lost, not looking decisive, um, not taking her chances. The fact that, well, you know, playing time makes a difference. So she starts regularly for the rain and she could be like, like a crucial change to this squad. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it doesn't happen often. Like usually players tend to, I want to say like from a, from a club standpoint, they tend to not get lost in the shuffle. You know, you get loaned out, you find your way type thing. But hers was particularly curious because of the length of time. She was just kind of in that bench wilderness and the fact that she can come back to regular playing time, let's just call it that, mm-hmm. and resume service is fantastic. So uh, seeing her kind of have that necessary renaissance, I guess, um, just for just yeah. for momentum and mental like mental state, uh, it's it's huge because I can. <sighs> being out in that wilderness, that, that miring on the bench can really mess with your head, especially when you're trying to be a national team player. That's kind of high profile-ish. So seeing her thrive back in, back in the NWSL with the rain, um, fantastic. And I'm glad that again, she's back on track to be the, 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 dominant force that we kind of were half expecting her to become. So mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And hopefully it's, uh, it can work out and she can like bring the club form into it. And uh, yeah, like you say, it's a scoring goals. So that's sort of you know, Sinclair's getting older, maybe changing positions. It's like, all right, well, haven't really fully ever like got a, Oh yeah, this is definitely the person for it. So yeah, if that, Jordan Heidman is like in form and can actually be doing that now. That would be very, very helpful. Absolutely. 
Is there anybody else on the squad that you, either of you are kind of like, you know, like that's the player I want to see what they do this tournament, or that's the player that is, you know, one of the really important ones for this squad, for them to have some success moving forward. Hmm. Interesting question. Yeah. It's a hell of a question. Um, It's hard because I'm trying to I'm trying to really uh, um, kind of distill down who are who are the fringe players that are just kind of getting their first not I wouldn't say first but like meaningful tournament appearances and nothing really like unless and I, I may I may very well be the worst person in this panel. <laughs> Next to Tony. If Tony was here, I'd be the second. <laughs> but um, yeah, like none of the names that, like, I don't know too much about Gabrielle Carl. I don't know too much about uh, Lizzie and Prue. Prulks. I don't even know how to say Prulks. Uh, it's probably just Prul. Uh, the goalkeeper. Um, well, Kaylin Sheridan is the number one keeper. Like, and yeah, so, and no, if, so, if something yes. happens to her, it probably goes to Sabrina D'Angelo right. next, which, just in which, terms of experience. Yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is, well, the goalkeeper one wasn't fair because typically, typically backups don't get a minute, let alone third player. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I guess uh, Gabrielle calls. Uh, yeah, everybody else, I feel like I've, I don't. But even if it's like, it's like for me, so I look at, okay, if I look at the defenders, like I love Kadisha Buchanan and when she's in form, amazing, but that list right there. And I love this, actually love this list of defenders because several of them can really play some seriously delightful two-way football. Um, Mm -hmm. But Ashley Lawrence is the one that I am really, I'm always excited to watch Ashley Lawrence because she's amazing and i really do think she should be a midfielder and not a defender she really is in my brain a midfielder but that's okay because she can just she will just attack up the wings and cause all kinds of chaos but she has had she had such a good season um at chelsea and uh just one of those players that can take can can help take over a game when she's when she's in form so she's one of the ones that i'm just like i I can't wait to see what she does Mm -hmm. yeah we're looking at obviously there's no real not really much to learn about actually she's kind of like been that kind of player for a long time there uh, really, but yeah, I mean, to go through people, all right, you kind of know what they're they're all about. I think just like Vanessa of uh, Gilles, Vanessa Gill, that is, does she go French pronunciation? Uh, Gilles, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty okay. sure it's Vanessa yeah, Vanessa Gilles, yeah, yeah, I and mean, she's. I think we talk about you know kind of not really score more goals. I think you know, she's clearly a threat to do that, but um, yeah, I don't. She's a very good defender, a threat to be scoring goals, a. Uh, She's just what is it? What does they always say? They, I love that you brought her up, Duncan. They say something about like if the ball goes near her, like you don't get it back, kind of thing, like it sticks to her head. Is that what something like that from the Olympics? Am I imagining this? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, if there's uh, like some random ball into the the box either way and she's close to it, she's probably going to win it. 
whether going forward or in the sort of defence. So yeah, I think she's I mean obviously you know, except Kanisha Buchanan again has been here for God knows how long, very important defender. But it's just like yeah, yeah, I mean, like it's like Gio is the uh, sort of defender I probably uh, would enjoy watching more just because all right, yeah, you're just the uh, probably kind of big and yeah, you're going to be uh, mm-hmm. winning those balls and actually I. You know, uh, I would expect her to probably like pop up with a, a goal or two at some point of a set piece or what have you as well. Oh, absolutely. I think overall, um, Priestman's done a good job in, you know, bringing the vets that are still, you know, relevant, maybe the wrong word, but like in form. Um, and, you know, people who, again, who have come back from injury because, you know, there's, there's been a few players, like I said, uh, either um, physical issues or mental health issues um, that have had it, that just have, you know, been missing off and on over the last six to nine months. And to have most of them back and back in good form in time for this, like it's, you know, it's great. It's great to have. And plus they have, um, they've had a really long camp. Like this is, they've been in, they've been in Australia since the beginning of the month, which is very different than what normally happens or what has, has happened, you know, especially recently. So this has been a really nice change uh, for them to have that chance to, to gel and everything. Um, One last thing before we move on from this into something else slightly, well, still work up related, but the squad exactly is that it sounds as though, um, whatever discussions they're having with the CSA are going well. Any interview I've seen um, has been positive. There hasn't been the same um, animosity or undertone of distrust and anger in the in the interviews with the players about the situation. So other than the fact that it's good that at least something is going to be settled. It, I think it's just, they're just settling tournament stuff. They're not settling overall relations with the CSA, but stuff for the tournament's important, but to know that they go into this with this, not hanging on to them, because I, I really think like we look at the, she believes cup and how poorly they did. And so much of that, you know, they were mired. They were about, they were trying to go on strike, right? Like there was just, so much crap going on they're all testifying and i feel like they're somewhat removed from that now um and i think i hope that they are all going into the tournament um with a much uh clearer uh mindset um and without that weighing over them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah i mean I can fully understand. Yep, you know there are times they have these negotiations, try and get what you deserve. Um, but yeah, you would hope that uh, that kind of during the World Cup, you either yeah, so we just kind of put that on pause and, and focus on things, and then maybe going back to it. But yeah, I mean, there's clearly other teams as well that uh, like are having issues as well, and like having like similar oh, uh, yeah. disputes with their own. Uh, Sort of various associations Dance. and everything. Yeah, yeah. I believe um, Nigeria as well, aren't they? I, uh, like a reading that uh, there. Oh yeah, something um, with them with the with their with their pay. Yeah, um, and yeah. then of course it's Zambia with the whole coach scandal. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. There's uh, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, the just the women's game has like developed kind of like a lot recently, but there's still a lot of different associations, federations, or whatever that haven't fully caught up yet. And so, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, Canada kind of like has its issues, but I imagine that you know, generally, oh, you're way ahead of a lot of the other people who are kind of coming up behind now and have serious issues about their own funding and pay well, and all like that sort of thing so jamaica there's a there was i don't know if it's still up but there was a gofundme page for the reggae girls yeah yeah for this tournament to make sure that they had you know accommodations and equipment and all those things like that's anyway but yes it's yeah canada has they've got problems but they don't have these problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I do kind of feel like a lot of like Canada's, you know, you know we sort of deserve better and this and that is probably because they often compare themselves to the States because you know, they're right there. A lot of them play with players from the States or against them a lot. That's kind of what they know. So it kind of looks like, well, well we're being screwed compared to what those, uh, what, what they get. When you can look the other way around, it's just like, oh, okay, well, you know, we're perhaps... There's definitely still issues there, but oof, there are some other teams that have it much worse. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I'm really hoping that this World Cup in particular really does continue to help bring a sea of change for the the women's game globally um, in terms of, you know, like the, the, the prize money thing is a big deal. The fact that that's been upped and, and more equalized, the fact that this tournament has 32 countries now, that there are enough hopefully hopefully we're watching it that we see the the quality you know there's always inequality at at big world tournaments but you know we hope that we see you know levels being raised as they've been slowly being raised over the years um and then just just things like that more intention being brought to the game so i'm really hopeful the only the only sort of unfortunate thing is that for half the planet it's just weird in terms of time zones but you know what i'll happily get up at six o'clock in the morning to watch the women play that's you know i got up at four o'clock in the morning to watch them play in the olympics i'll get up at six to watch them play at the world cup so um i can't go to a bar oh no my life has ended no it's fine so (laughs) all right moving on but exciting to me anyway and i think i think you guys will agree um just you know we talk about commentary and we talk about the people who bring us the game kind of thing so tsn this isn't on one soccer everybody it's on tsn and ctv most of you can watch it but you still pay for most of it because it is still cable however um tsn has the world cup and they have a fantastic team that is going to be calling the matches uh doing just just involved entirely um We've got, and I'm so happy about this, Claire Rustad. Awesome. Is like, she's there. She's, nice. She's like, it's not even that they're letting her phone in between shifts at the emergency. I have no idea how she got the time off. I don't care. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's, a, there's, there's other good doctors. Other people can step in for her for a while. But so she and uh, Carmelina Moscato are the on-location analysts. Um. Amy Walsh and Aaron McLeod are going to be in studio back here. 
Luke Wallen. The, the vocal minority podcasts, Amy Walsh. Exactly. Oh, I know. Mm. Um, and the thing that makes me the happiest, um, and there's some other people, I don't know who, I don't know who everybody here is, but is that Janine Becky is going to be involved again. Yes. Now, not as intently as she was for the, for the men's world cup, but she is as much as, as much as she is able, she's, she just, they have her listed as special contributor. And if you see her talking about it, she's so excited, but like we all talked about this, she and toss once he got found his groove were absolutely the highlights of the TSN team's coverage of the men's world cup from, they were both just, delightful and knowledgeable and interesting and funny and so excited i anyway this all makes me very happy and again i don't know who all these people are i i see i recognize some of them from like the occasional show i'm like oh okay i've seen your face before um but it's just thoughtfully done um and I think I like I like it when former players are involved. I do like it when it's a former player who knows their shit. Like, I don't like bringing on former players just for the sake of try them out, see what they do. But I don't know. I love all of this. This all makes me happy. I'll stop gushing now. As it yeah. should. Mm-hmm. Hey, no, listen, th- sorry, go ahead. Mike. No, I was just gonna say this. I'm I'm this is this is tremendous news, but for obvious punditry reasons, but let's not overlook how elite some of these personalities actually are at doing commentary punditry. Like this isn't just token. Hey, look, we got some female players. They're good. They're very fucking good at what they do. And to me, that feels not that they were not that there was never going to be a thing where where they were going to run this whole world cup presentation and not have players but that credibility makes it feel even more premium and that's what you want these events to be is premium and and classy and knowledgeable and experience and just i'm i'm thrilled for this lineup genuinely thrilled for this lineup and i feel like regardless of the time zones we're all going to have to suffer with we're in for a treat watch the replays you're going to enjoy it you're going to get you're going to get some good commentary you're going to get some good insight not just platitudes and 110 percent. you're going to get good stuff Mm -hmm. this is outstanding and I like the fact that they're doing a, uh, all right, there's going to be, I guess, a sort of recap thing. Because, yeah, obviously a lot of the game's not super convenient. There's going to be some sort of like daily uh, sort of recap thing uh, that, that's going to be there as well. I like that aspect mm. of it. That is uh, definitely good. I guess just looking at the list of people there, it says, you know, player-by-player commentator, Luke Wildman. It, it doesn't look as if there's going to be anybody like with Luke during the game. There's no to like color what have you beside him, which, you know, fine. But uh, okay, just, uh, I did notice that curious. as well, and I did. I thought that was a bit curious, but is that to say that it can't change? True. Yes. 
Like I, I know I not no disrespect to anybody who may or may not be doing color commentator, but maybe they just haven't firmed it up. People's commitments. I don't know. I'm speculating, but I can't imagine he's going to do the calls by himself. It could be. I don't know. I hope not. Yeah, maybe say things can change. It's maybe just nothing that's fully nailed down yet, but it's kind of what it looks like. But yeah, generally, there's uh, a lot of uh, the, the analyst roles and everything. It's like, oh, yeah, you guys you know, know what you're doing there. there. This uh, should work very well. Um, you know, I, I feel like TSN should be going like all out for this because what does TSN have? Not much these days, do they? So, hey, all right, here's one thing you do have. Fucking go for it. And uh, they are. So, all right. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that, actually. They sort of have to, they almost have to go all out, don't they? <laughs> but you know what? But that's great for us. It means we get, yeah. we get to enjoy it, right? So, like, again, I am, I am just delighted by by the people that are involved in this um you know a number of tsn personalities i don't really know that well but you know when i looked at like clicked over to see who some of them were i was like oh wait i've seen them do blank or oh wait they used to work at the cbc and i've seen them do like the olympics or something and i appreciated how they you know interacted with people sort of thing but uh, you know even even outside that just like the, the 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 personalities that i know um I think it's just, I think it's very well chosen. Anyway, I'm very excited that they are, and it honestly, and I, it feels very weird to stump for TSN because I really often don't like them, but their Women's World Cup page on the TSN website is incredible. It is like information, videos, stories, like article upon article upon article upon article for like all the different, all the teams, tons of storylines from everywhere. Like, again, I feel a little bit dirty stumping for them like this, but I got to recognize the quality that they are bringing to it. And I appreciate the fact that they aren't half-assing it. It's not just like, oh, here's, you know, here's the preview of this. Oh, these are some of the teams. No, it's like, here's everything. Here's everything that is happening at the Women's World Cup. Have that. And it's beautiful. So I really am delighted with this and look forward to hopefully their continued excellent coverage. I hope this, I hope they ramp it up even more during the tournament. Be great stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, all right. TFC has some new players. Yeah. That's right. New players. I know we're going to talk about TFC, but basically for the rest of the show. I'm so sorry, Duncan. Next week is going to be basically all the Women's World Cup. That's, that's, I know. Um, so something I sort of mentioned last week uh, was this Ibarra guy from Atlanta who was potentially coming here on loan. So he's here. And hilarious. I, I, it's so funny. So he was not happy when he found out he was being loaned here. Like truly, <laughs> truly, truly not happy. This terrible team. I don't want to go there. I'm not going there. Like he's here now. And I watched his, I watched his media availability from today. And, you know, he basically said all the right things. Um, 
you know, when they, someone, I think it was John Molinaro, someone did ask him, you know, you said quite bluntly that you did not want to come here. Do you still feel that way? Um, and I've changed my ways. <laughs> well, a little bit. He's, he's, he, he did that a bit. He kind of said, oh, no, I, I didn't, you know, I was just, I was just upset in the moment. But one of the things he sort of threw there, so he threw Atlanta under the bus a little bit, um, was that he said, uh, you know, my, my head wasn't in a good place. You know, I wasn't really happy with how Atlanta was handling things and like roster decisions and just like handling the squad. And so it was like, it was like, oh, former team shade already. You know, you're just on loan, right? You know, it was just like, <laughs> go on. <laughs> um, so, but the other thing that was very interesting. So the, the woman who does the translation for the, the translating for the Spanish players, um, I think the, in the Italian players, um, she was there. And so someone would answer, ask a question. Sometimes she would translate. Other times he would just respond in Spanish without needing the question translated. So I was like, Fun. ah, depending on the complexity of the question, I think he was using that and good on him to take time to formulate his answer. I yeah, appreciate I think that. that's. I think that's fair, really. I mean, oh, I do too. Oh, I appreciate. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I presumably it's not just a sort of kind of like give it kind of thing, right? You know, hiding behind it. I mean, it's oh, no. kind of legitimately. It's like hey, you can understand most things, but. If you don't, if you're not quite sure, it's best to all right, make sure you are actually answering the right question and you know, answering it correctly. I, you know, I think that is definitely a, a valid uh, thing for them to do. Even if you, yeah, you, you know English, don't you? I mean, sure, probably he could get oh, by and yeah. be more or less fine, but you know, there, there could be some things here or there that just I'm not quite sure about. Absolutely, get it. Uh, yeah, get that uh, sorted out before you answer something. I mean, we've obviously seen, right, if you say the wrong thing, it can get taken. But I mean, I don't think the controversy was in any way about mistranslation, but you know, theoretically it could be in the future. So, yeah, probably does understand English pretty well, but yeah, good for you to make sure of it. So he's here. Um <laughs> And, um, you know what, like, I, uh, there's, um, use your words, Kristen, with injuries to the squad, um, there is still obviously a need for support through the midfield. Um, and Ibarra doesn't look like a terrible addition. Looks like he's got some skills. Um, I don't know that I'm like, whoa, a bar is coming. What? Uh, but I'm also not like, the fuck is this dude? He's he's clearly a victim of some roster mismanagement. Like, I, and he's he, whatever. So, and he's coming here. Poor guy. I, I, I honestly, I appreciated him being honest about it. Um, and whatever, walk back if you want it. That's fine too. You've got to like, you've got to get along with these people while you're here. Um, but I'm curious to see what he's done. Like he's, he, he should probably, there's a good chance he plays on Saturday, right? So um, the other one that just sort of the rumor sprung up, was it yesterday? It was yesterday, wasn't it? When this all started coming mm -hmm. about? And it's, yeah. it's, it's finalized now. Um, at first, it was just that Latif Blessing was coming here from the T-Terrorists. 
sure. Um, but then the additional wrinkle was that Mark Anthony Kay was leaving in the prisoner exchange. Um, and I like, I, I struggle with this in that I feel like Mark Anthony Kay has been treated badly <laughs> by the fan base and that people are far too delighted that he is leaving and don't recognize the contributions he's made to this team. I'm not saying he has been lights out amazing for TFC. He has not, but he has not been the worst player on the pitch by any stretch of the imagination for the last year and a half. Um, and it frustrates me when people happily dance on players' graves and are horrible to them when they're here, when they are really not that bad. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about him that made, is it because he's Canadian? Is it because he's local? Is it because he used to play for Bob Bradley? Like, no, seriously, like I, I don't fully understand it, but um I think that this is likely good for both players. Latif Blessing's not playing very much for the T-Terrorists right now. Um, and Mark Anthony Kane needs to get the fuck out of Toronto, basically. Now, unfortunately, he has to go play for Bruce Arena. I'm so sorry, Mark. Um, but I hope, I, hope, I hope he does what every other ex-TFC player does when they get traded, and he fucking lights it up. I really do. I I would, and not just because he's, I want to see like he's got history of that. Yeah, um, and but plus, I would really love to see him return to form for the national team. Like this mm -hmm. is this is not just me wanting good things for the player. I also do want think good things for Canada, but I really do want good things for Mark Anthony K because I've always liked him. You know, I, I admit it. I'm I'm a bit biased in his favor when I defend him like this, but I don't know. I just was not, I wasn't expecting this. And I didn't, again, like I said to Mark earlier, um, when we previewed the T-Terrorist a few weeks ago, I really, really thought Latif Blessing was much older than he is. Because when was the last time Latif Blessing was really good? So I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, as far as you talk about how Mike Anthony Kagan had a lot of abuse and I think a lot of people are getting a lot of abuse, really, about like from TFC. I mean, he was definitely one of the, the more high-profile signings. He was, you know, sort of Canadian international. Okay, he's expected to be, you know, starter and making a difference and everything. And you know, like plenty of the the players that have been brought in, it hasn't worked out. And you know, you look at uh you know sort of insigne and bernardeski are both you know getting sort of plenty of uh disgruntlement on like, the social medias and everything as well and so is k um it's harsh on him I mean, especially i mean this has been a mess of a team for anybody to have to play with and he's been amongst that and then he's been playing in defense and that sort of thing i think i mean what you know like many of them what kind of he was expecting the environment that he was going to be coming into and asked to contribute has turned out to be something completely different. Um, so, you know, it's, it's harsh. Um, the, you know, attention that he's got uh, for sure, but I don't think he's completely unique in that. Um, 
but yeah, it's it hasn't worked out, has it really? It's great. So you know, if if he can sort of get out of here, I I don't begrudge any player at all sort of getting out of TFC and getting into a more sort of professional, consistent, solid environment where okay, you you can actually thrive here because nobody's really thriving with TFC right now. So yeah, good for you to uh, <laughs> yeah. to get out of here and yeah, hopefully you can get things uh, going again and be uh, like help him out uh, play with the national team. Sure, that would be good. And um, yeah, the teeth blessing. Yeah. And hopefully this is another thing where, right, he's just getting out of a situation that doesn't work for him and he comes somewhere else and it'll be better. But just, I, I can't really imagine anyone is going to be improved by being dumped into the TFC team right now. So... It, it, I do wonder. So now, I don't know how much... I guess I think they maybe get a little bit of money with the the blessing K trade. Plus, they get an international spot. Ooh, because they've done so well with those. Um, mm. And then I guess I don't know. Loan deals are weird. Um, they don't really have much money to spend. They really don't. They really don't. But I do wonder if they have. I don't know. They have something else up their sleeve. Um, Maybe we do get an attacking player this window. Who knows? Most of the ones they have either don't work or are injured. So, mm-hmm. like, anyway, that's interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting. It's it's an interesting time as a TFC fan. Indeed, indeed. indeed. I, mean, I do want to say as well, just to go back to Ibarra. Um, yeah. yeah, his whole thing about oh well, as if he doesn't want to move to Toronto and everything. I am. Um, Personally, just in no way at all hold that against like no. any player. And just the, the entire like concept, you know, between some people out there, oh well, this is really unprofessional. So it's like, oh, I want no time for this no, guy. I don't honest. want him to come. It's like seriously? Just the the way I mean, I guess you, this is the way the industry of like sports was like, hey, right, you get to make your living playing sports. Who wouldn't want that? You're probably making decent money. Hooray. But that means that you're just like a commodity to be just be traded away here or there and you know, say, oh yeah you know you, you don't work for us anymore you uh, you work over there and just like you know and just that whole concept do you, you just have to just oh other people are making these decisions that have a huge fucking impact on your life and you're supposed to be okay yeah that's fine i'll just do whatever yeah i fuck that yeah yeah and hey no mark you're where, where you work there. They've got a bit of financial problems right now. So, uh, yeah, you, you've got to move to Winnipeg now. That's where you work. Oh, what's that? You, you've got family here? Mm, well, hopefully you can figure that out. You live in Winnipeg now. In, that'd be fucking bullshit. And similar idea. A, a sort of clean, not just an MLS thing, not just a soccer thing, just some how professional sports are. It's kind of bullshit. And, so yeah, I've got nothing against any player who remotely says something kind of like complaining or you know can express that they're shocked and don't like that these very drastic decisions are being forced on them the whole industry is bullshit agreed i'm mostly upset that you sent me to winnipeg what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck did i shut up mark don't be unprofessional you go there and you do your job jesus be grateful man people in winnipeg aren't gonna like you if you say that be a professional. Go and do your job. Your family will figure it out. 
They have a local side, Mark. They have a local team. But they're the greatest of mice. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. I feel like me and Gray have a thing. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, this, right. this, this, the situation's just, it's fucked. And, and I, like, you guys covered it all. I just hope, I hope both players just have better situations when it's all said and done. Agreed. Even if it's fucking New England and Bruce Arena. Like, that guy deserves another fucking thing. But if, if it turns out we both win off of this, then, you know, I, I accept. Yep. And yeah, and you know, Abara, again, I appreciate I appreciate his honesty in that whole situation. Absolutely do not hold it against him. He's a young player. It's not from here. And that happens a lot, right? International players come here and they're like, I'm sorry, what the fuck? I'm sorry, you know. So anyway. I hope I, I hope they both do well. I hope we see some some nice football from them. Uh, presumably they'll both one or one or one or both of them will play this weekend would be my assumption so let's turn our attentions to that um so what's coming up well since we no longer care about the gold cup <laughs> what's coming up is tfc are on the road uh against chicago on saturday night 8 30 eastern standard time and chicago have an annoyingly uh, competent home record, um, so that's irritating. But um, they are—they're in the last playoff position at the moment, um, and you know that's always super fun. But again, who knows? Maybe we'll get one of TFC's patented draws this weekend. I doubt it, but anything is possible. We have new players. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, they haven't been exactly lighting it up, but they have. Oh, they've won four of their last five. Never mind, I lied. They have been. They're good. When was the last time Chicago Fire was actually lighting it up? That's that's a very good. That's a very good point, Duncan. When did they enter the league? We, then. Yes. Yeah. Good they point. Won everything that year. Yes. Yeah. True. Fair enough. And Toronto, yes. historically, Toronto still has a winning record against them. Overall, yeah, it's one of the few been, MLS teams in which they do. <laughs> they've been shit for like 20 years. So, yeah, you'd hope so. I know. Well, but even in the early days, they were like one of the only teams that they could ever play decently against. And also, also of course, you know, like the first goal was scored against them and everything. But um, they. Uh, oh, good. So they. Their, their, their win over Montreal on Wednesday was their, their first multi-goal win seat of the season. So that's good. So now they have a taste for it. Wonderful. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. So they're going to Chicago. They play, what is it, Soldier Field now? Yes. I think play so. Soldier yeah. Field. Hilariously. I, has, has this increased their attendance and general relevance within Chicago market? I'm guessing not, and they've got you know like ten to fifteen thousand people rattling around a giant stadium. Would be my guess as to how their their uh, their season's going, but I generally have no idea. 
that sounds reasonable to me. And that's pretty much what I expect to see on my television on Saturday night. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like obviously they're on some sort of ascendancy and TFC are not. Um, this weekend is also the last uh, MLS matches before the the, the stupid uh, month-long shutdown for the dumb tournament with uh, League MX. Uh, so you know, fill your boots, MLS fans. This is this is this is your time. This is your time. Lots of matches, most of them all on at the same time because you know Apple TV. But I am not bitter at all about no. any of those things. No, clearly. So let's do player to watch. And, and we can all say Kai Kamara, that's allowed. Mm. I mean, he's got like five goals in yes. 1,022 minutes, which is basically sort of like 11 in a big game. So he's very close to a goal every other 90 yeah. minutes. He doesn't play 90 minutes a lot from the looks of it, but, you know, he's, yeah. he's doing very well. And, you know, hey, he's Kai Kamara. Yeah. So absolutely, the the serious answer is Kai Kamara. Of course it is. Oh God, Shakiri, that's right. The 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 tank. Mm. What do we call him? The marble? What were we calling him? Oh. Interesting. Shakiri. Yeah, the marble. Marble, right? Yeah, the boulder, whatever. Something round and solid and potentially fast. Yes, it could really fucking we- hurt you. Weirdly fast. Weirdly fast. That man is a, just a fucking muscle baseball. Is really what yeah. yeah, yeah. He's an enigma. I, I do feel like I, I've I haven't really noticed much talk about him or anything. So it doesn't seem as if he's lighting the league on fire or anything. But I definitely remember him at least once recently against TFC. Oh, he looks really fucking good out there. But, uh, I, I feel so, like earlier this yeah. season. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think I think Mark wasn't that the. That was the yeah yeah we were at that like that game in like yeah the game in May, yes right it was this year not last year right it was this yeah. year, yeah yeah he didn't really threaten all that much but still scared me every time he touched it. Oh hell yeah! It was like it's like what is that what what? Yeah, do not worries worries me. Kai Kamara always worries me because it's Kai Kamara and of course Duncan as you pointed out like he doesn't start all the time, he doesn't play that many minutes, and yet. He's their top scorer because it's Kai fucking Kamara. It's so annoying. He's supposed to be ours. When is it our turn? <sighs> Not mm. soon enough. Mm-hmm. Is CJ supposed uh, the runner-up prize? <laughs> I'm not. I don't I mean to so, hate. Yes. I don't yeah. mean to hate on CJ Sapong, but no, but he's, that's not what he's you wanted. Kamara Light. He's Kamara Light. Yeah, I yeah, know. He is, he's, he's the the poor man's Kai Kamara. Yeah. Isn't he just best value Kai Kamara? Because mm-hmm. that's not what it's not what you want. Yeah, what, no, what exactly. That's yeah, yeah. That's hundred percent right. Yeah. Okay, good. I mean, inflation these days. Who can shop at the uh, at the fancy places? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Let's, like, let's go to No Frills to find our Kai Kamara. <laughs> it's CJ Sapong. Okay. All right. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. It's a nice package, at least. Um, Chris Mueller is still. Sorry, Chris CJ, you don't still around. It. Wow. I'm playing for Chicago, but not starting all the time. Barely starting because 
Oh, he's not that old. Again, what is? Why do I keep thinking these players have been around for so much longer? Was that basically was when all these players came in the league the last time I was paying serious attention to the other teams? That's probably what it is. Maybe. It's probably what it is. I think I just think it's they've been here for long. No, I just haven't paid attention. Um, there was somebody else on here though that I was like, oh, who are they? Oh, it's not James Dean, is it? Because that would be no, fun. It's not. Or Jimmy Dean. Damn it. It's neither it's neither the actor of the sausages. It's man, Jonathan Dean. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Who's Boring. that guy? I, yeah. Nobody. Mm. Some midfielder. Whatever. Do these do these guys genuinely not have one ex TFC player? They don't. Like I know. I, keep, I know. How is that possible? How, don't they like, know the rules? Isn't that an MLS rule exactly that you have at least one? But like, I guess on Jimenez sounds like a guy we had. Sure, (laughs) (laughs) we wrote history once again. You're welcome, everyone. Yeah, yeah, Kai Kamara played in D Rose testimonial. That counts as a test. Oh, there we go. go. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah. Are, are, Are the are the Navarros related? Let's hope so. What, like to Dave? No, Miguel Angel or Federico? They, uh, yeah. mm. I mean, they sound like they could be. Okay, wait. But, uh, yeah. yeah Let knows? me look at the other one. Is this birth? He's from, twins uh, or something? Oh, they're not twins, damn it. He's from Santa Fe. And the other one's yeah. from Venezuela. Damn it. Mm. I was like, I was like, yes. Let us have. I like that. Brother is playing on the same team. Let's 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 roll with that. We've had a lot of fam- family connections over, you know, through some of the the, the teams we played mm-hmm. this year. I was I was like, and yeah. I guess the, I guess I like uh, Kai and uh, Ola. Kabara. Like, yeah, Hello. No, not related. Damn Ola. it. No. Hello. Hi. Oh, Holly Selassie. Right. That is where he's playing, isn't it? He's good. Uh, my inner, He's my, good. my inner uh, uh, wrestling mark here um, has found the player I'm going to be watching. Oh, let's hear it. He got twenty. Uh, uh, tw- he got twenty appearances. So he's probably going to play, and I know I'm going to mispronounce his name because the joke is good. Um, to the thousands and the tens and the millions watching at home, let's get ready to Arnold suck it because. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two words for you. Yeah. Hey, suck it. Yeah. Suck it. Okay. Do, 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 do. That's right. That's great. That's, that's, that's right, you marks listening to this. You love it. Okay. I know sucker. No. I refuse. Ani suck it. La, 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 la. Not listening. From Montpellier. Oh, wow. Oh, la, la. Isn't that just outside of Ottawa or something? Yeah. yeah. From Montpellier, France. Arnie Suckett. Arnie Arnie (laughs) Suckett. The merchandise sells itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Crotch chopping all night long. (laughs) (sighs) All right. That all seems very excellent. Um, all right. Well, then, predictions for this like likely nightmare. Nil, nil. 
Both oh. these teams are shit. Nothing's going to happen. TFC get a point. Team Terry Dunfield gets a point. Hooray. Man, just imagine how much fucking in like one soccer when like people get together and everything. Jimmy Brennan is just probably fucking lauding it all over Dunfield with his 100% record at TFC. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a 0 for 3. Yeah, I, I won the only game that they, I did. I got there. Hundred percent record, guy. How about you? Oh, yeah, amazing. But anyway, yeah, a point for Dunfield. Hooray. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Uh, ugh. I saw all the players. I've got goals and multiple goals, and that's not good. Um, my, 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 my heart's saying um, one all. Uh, but I think Chicago's gonna win this. Uh, probably three one. Oh yeah, I, I just it's I just look at look at the roster of like players that have got goals and it's it's oh you've got a you got a bunch. I mean, hmm. like Hallie Celeste's got six or sorry four goals. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even all that sure who he is. And then there's Kamara and Shabilko and Shakiri. It's like oh shit, there's an unknown guy ahead of two of them, and it's like fucking with me so yeah it's playing with my head <laughs> yeah, that's fair that's Who entirely fair it is it is tfc so you know you are well within your your feelings to 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 look at it that way and but you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna take your one one and i'm gonna run with that so there hooray Okay, one last thing before we go, um, and that is to say goodbye to Justin Morrow, who's leaving, Mm. already left, whatever stupid job opportunity and supporting his wife and whatever. Way to be a good guy. (laughs) Way to be like... Family man. Seriously. Way to put your wife's needs ahead of your own, jerk. Um, so just tomorrow, right. Um, so just tomorrow's leaving or like I said, or has left. I don't know. Uh, they had like a nice, a nice little testimonial to him at the match on the weekend. Um, nobody was really applauding. Yeah. Yeah. And they were down at, it was weird. They were down at the other corner too, which I thought was was strange. I was like, why are you nowhere near the supporters end? We would love you. That man needed a lap. Maybe they just wanted some time alone. That's fine. Um, so uh, his wife is is uh, his wife's from Paraguay. So she's got a great job opportunity, and uh, she's taking it. They're they're running with that. You know, she's followed him around for years. Awesome opportunity, um, and he has been hired uh, as director um, of the. Uh, uh, USC's what is the name of it? Um, their center of race and their race and equity center. Um, hmm. So, which is a job he can do remotely. And again, Paraguay and California, really not that far apart. If you're flying, um, so he gets a chance to do to continue on with his advocacy and activism work. Um, and I know he's excited about you know bringing things he's been working on here and with black players for change to a new uh, a new venue um but i am sad that he's leaving i was really well again we all know he's one of my favorite players um 
and I just, he's just such a lovely person. Uh, but it really did, it really did sort of cement that status for, for me and my brain when he, when he, when they decided to stay here, when he decided to continue to do work here in Toronto, instead of going back to the States, which from conversations with him, he actually did not want, really want that desperately to do. So I think he's very happy to be moving to a different country while still helping to change things in his, in his home country. So, um, yeah, I'm sad that he's going, but, um, thank you, Justin, for all the awesomeness. Agreed. I wish you all the best. And cause you know, he listens to this and as a personal Obviously. appeal, if you want to hook a couple of hosts up with um, <clears throat> Paraguayan kits of a club that we've been trying to get a hold of for the last five years, I will happily reimburse you for your efforts. Cause, uh, it's the least we could do for the favor of of uh, getting us some CD Likeño kits. But uh, otherwise, you know, we enjoy. Keep in touch. If you're back in town. We'd we'll love to have you back on the show. CD Likeño. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like any trend. How do I spell Likeño? L U Q E N O. Okay, there we go. Yes. Or L U Q U E N O. Yeah. Um, this the current kit is probably the most muted, but the last the previous two or three years. I mean, I've gone so far as to talk to the designer who hooked me up with the contact of somebody who works for the club and they were sold out of the kits by the time that contact happened. Hmm. I was so fucking close. Anyway, (sighs) back to you, Kristen. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, yeah, um, Mr. Yes, so, yeah, to, to, yeah, exactly. To go back to uh, Justin Morrow, clearly very important on the pitch, did good things, did good things off the pitch. Don't have a bad word to say against him. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Go out there and uh, change the world. Yeah. Sure. Go out there, live your life, change the world as much as you can. Go for it. Well done. Yeah, he's one of those. He is. He's one of those players that who you'd be hard pressed to find somebody that would have a bad thing to say about him. And I, I think that's, I think that's great. I think we're very lucky to have had him represent this, this city and this club. So. Wasn't it Alan um, who had all sorts of bad things to, to say about him? Who just like fucking hated Justin Morrow. I, like I think he Alan. hated Justin Morrow because I liked him. So I, mm-hmm. I, I feel very strongly that that's what it was. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. Alan, if you listen to the show anymore, uh, let me know. Um, or let Duncan know. So, um, Anyway, it's been a delight. Uh, On that note, that is our show for this week. Um, Please join us next week when we primarily, almost entirely for the whole show, um, talk about the Women's World Cup. We're going to look at Canada's group, Group B, um, and their upcoming matches. We'll do a little overview of who we think will win uh, the tournament if you don't think it's Canada, and that's fine if you don't. I mean, you're banned for life. No. Um, and all sorts of good things. But if you have questions or if you have stuff you, you want us to talk about in terms of the Women's World Cup, please let us know. Uh, send us a DM, either the, the show or individually, or in the comments on the website. We would love to hear your thoughts. And that's pretty much it. We might talk a little, you know, maybe a little TFC, but really it's going to be Women's World Cup. That's, that's, that's our focus now. So, yeah, I have been joined by these two delightful gentlemen for this week's show to be found out there on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. 
Hello. On the tweet machine at KitNerdMark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Thank you to everybody who continues to support our podcast via Patreon. We absolutely appreciate it. We still got shirts on a Zazzle shop that Tony did. You can find that link on our website. And also, which I'm going to include in the show notes, um, I helped out with a supporters group pride kit thing. And um, yes. it turned out really, really Ooh. awesome. And so uh, awesome. if you are associated with a supporters group, then you want one of these. I don't know how you haven't heard it yet, but whatever. Uh, go check it out. The link will lead you to the store where you can choose which supporters group's badge you want to show up in the badge spot. And all the proceeds go to the Rainbow Railroad, which is a wonderful charity helping LGBTQ people get out of their hostile countries and to safety. Amazing stuff. Both the organization and the stunning kit. Well done, Marcus. Thank you. Uh, as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at KZ Knowles. I have been your host, Krista Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it.